So this report is the first time the NZSIS has really laid out in any kind of detail um, the threat assessment um, from its point of view as an intelligence agency. And it has name-checked China, Iran and Russia as three countries who they say are persistently targeting New Zealand and they really single out um, foreign interference both in the terms of political and societal interference um, that they attribute to those three countries. But they say the um, interference in society is probably the most common and basically what that looks like or the examples that they gave is targeting communities and countries like New Zealand and these could even be first, second, third generation um, families or people but are seen as dissidents back in their main country and, and China was singled out again in this scenario um, and then uh, foreign actors then surveil them and put pressure on them um, basically to achieve political and, and societal disruption. So that was pretty much the main theme of the activity that they talked about with relation to those three countries. So naming and shaming, how significant is that? Because they have in the past called China out in relation to cyber attacks, but this seems to go to another level. That's right. So the Five Eyes um, in the last few years did start to name China and Russia in the wake of um, cyber attacks along with Five Eyes partners. And also last week um, in the defence strategy announcement that the Defence Minister Andrew Little made, um, they talked about China at that point too. And they said that the defence policy strategic statement said um, the report identified the Chinese government's efforts to increase its political, economic and security influence um, as a potential risk for security and went on to talk about New Zealand having to beef up its defence. So this is really one step further to that. Now these are all kind of part of the same set of documents but really you can see that um, intensification of the language um, really, as I said, naming and shaming China is a big risk all at the same time while New Zealand's managing a diplomatic and economic relationship with that country of course as well. So how are the threats changing and evolving? Did they talk about whether things are getting worse? So basically the report said that over the last two decades the national security conversation had been dominated by the threat of domestic and transnational terrorism. But now they said uh, a threat that had been, quote, on the back burner has re-emerged. And that's part of a bigger picture and it's all under the banner of strategic competition. And they define that as where states seek to advance competing visions for regional and global orders. So basically that is the big frame that is now having a huge impact on a lot of these um, activities that New Zealand is seeing in terms of attack and that can be through cyber um, as I said that can be through targeting communities and a range of other ways so they've basically said that countries like China are using all of the tools available to them um, under that strategic competition banner and they could potentially pose a significant threat and risk to New Zealand. Now interestingly um, the intelligence agencies in the past have talked um, for example in front of select committee about the threat to elections um, there isn't a lot of discussion about that. It really is more at a broader level um, in terms of this particular report. So those are the international actors. What about homegrown threats? 
So the section on violent extremist ideologies focuses more on that threat, um, that potential terror or violent threat here. And it does say there is a realistic possibility there are individuals in New Zealand who have the intent and almost certainly have or could easily acquire the capability to conduct a domestic terrorist attack. But they do conclude that it should be kept in perspective and say they don't, they're not currently aware of any specifics or credible domestic attack planning. But of course, we've had the mosque attack, we've had um, other um, terror-related attacks. So of course this can happen in New Zealand. Um, so then the the other um, note that they make is that that assessment could change at any time. But that violent extremism, they also talk about... Um, white-centred violent extremism and other politically motivated extremism. But again, another conclusion is there's a lot of chat, there's a lot of threats, there's a lot of threatening language online, but it very rarely actually translates into actions on the ground. Although, as I said, we have seen here in New Zealand that that certainly can happen. Do they present any solutions to any of it? So basically the um, assessment or this report is supposed to lay out the assessments and and identify the risks. They do basically say in one part that um, the the best response is to, I suppose, fight fire with fire. They say uh, thinking about how New Zealand can make itself a harder target for acts of violent extremism, foreign interference and espionage, and also that we need to basically look at um, continuing on a similar trajectory in order to stay ahead of those who wish to cause us harm. so it's basically keeping up in terms of defence capability, in terms of cyber security and all of that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, it's, the, it's up to the government to um, either decide on resourcing, on any specific policy or any specific focus given to all of this. Um, we asked the defence and the minister responsible, Andrew Little, if he had any comment in terms of the government response. Um, he said that the report spoke for itself and that he had traversed a lot of these issues um, in last week response to those defence reports.